Yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> been like two months, over two months since I, uh, I've done an episode on here. My name's Kirk Morris. This is the Pile Down Podcast. I, uh, I'm i the goalie guy of the, the heavy hockey network, I guess you could say. Um, the reason why I've been doing episodes, just um, stage fright, imposter syndrome, depression, whatever you want to call it. Low cost. I am the Jack Campbell of the heavy hockey network. There you go. There, there's my, there's my explanation. <laughs> my confidence has been shot, but I'm working on my stuff here. Uh, yeah, I had a episode recorded oh, a little while back there, but it got lost at sea and we'll just leave it at that. Um, but anyways, so a lot of stuff happened here. Um, in the last little while, the regular season has been completed and boy, oh boy, some of the matchups here, I, I am going to give you my predictions, uh, but first off, I wanted to talk about the women's hockey world, uh, world, uh, world hockey championships. And, uh, I did get to sit down and watch the final game between the Canada and the U S and boy, oh boy, it was a barn burner. Um, it was very close in the first two periods. Uh, and then U.S. kind of took off during the third and beat Canada 6-3 in, to win the gold medal. Uh, first time since 2019 since uh, U.S. has won the gold medal at the World Championships, if my memory serves me correct. Um, Canada played well. I, I'm just going to, you know, cut right to the chase. Canada played awesome. The, the one thing that was missing in their uh, mix of ingredients to win the gold was finishing. They had plenty of chances. Uh, literally had the U.S. Uh, hemmed in in their in their own end uh, for a good portion at good portions at times, and then they were on their heels. Canada was on their heels, and the all I, all I can say about the U.S. is uh, shout out to Hillary Knight, man. Like. Phew. She has hit the century mark. Actually, she ended up with 101 points. Uh, she had a hat trick for the Americans, and um, just uh, just a, another worldly performance by her. Actually, by the whole U.S. team there, they really locked it down there in the third period. Um, and Canada really once once uh, Canada was down five three, they were literally literally floundering and uh, couldn't get any, couldn't generate any any chances whatsoever. But uh, a lot of people are talking about Hillary. Ah, pardon me, Hillary Knight, and uh, is she is she the greatest of all time? Is she the is she reached at an attained goat status? Um, her ninth gold medal she won there tonight, uh, or world championship trophy, whatever you want to call it. Pretty, pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Pretty, uh, yeah, that's pretty rare, pretty much rarefied air. If you want to talk about, uh, best of all time, definitely a first ballot hall of famer and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, like I said, once again, congratulations to the United States women's hockey team, a well-deserved win, especially when they, locked it down like i said uh moving right along i am going to talk about the goalie tandems in the upcoming playoffs which ones are the best 
I do want to start out with my my predictions, though, at least the first rounder predictions. I uh, I took a look at all the goalie tandems, and there's a couple that really, really I, I find intriguing. I've been listening to uh, Kevin Woodley there. He he guest spots on Jason Greger's show there in local local radio here in Edmonton at TSN 1260 in the afternoons on, like I said, on the J- Jason Greger show. Generally, he's the first guest of the day on, on that show. And last week, he talked about Minnesota's tandem, quote unquote, of Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson. Uh, as if everybody knows, Minnesota had a good burst like I guess the last quarter of the season they shot up the standings they nearly took the central division um leaving Winnipeg and and Colorado in the dust and then Colorado Colorado showed up when they needed it the most and blew by them and won it all but I I found Kevin's statement there um the most interesting and he said in expected goals for both Marc-Andre Fleury and especially Philip Gustafson, who uh, who got traded to the Minnesota Wild this uh, this past offseason. And uh, he said that the expected goals of Philip Gustafson was actually ranked better and higher than Linus Allmark of the Boston Bruins. If you've been living under a rock, um, let me just say that the Boston Bruins – our barn, it's a regular season for the ages. They they broke the season, um, the regular season record with 135 points, a team total. And it's pretty much a slam dunk, <laughs> pretty much a slam dunk for, um, for Elias Allmark to win the Vesna this year. Pretty much a triple crown winner of uh, goals against, save percentage, and wins. If I'm not mistaken, he is the wins leader. Um, just insane, or record overall, I guess you could say. Well, just impeccable. Uh, but that tandem of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson pretty much was on point the last half of the season. This, my memory serves me correctly once again. Uh, Philip Gustafson had a better goals expected against... Um, save or percentage over Linus Olmark of the Boston Bruins. Yet they only performed, you know, I wouldn't say suboptimal, but a little bit lower. But that's the one thing you need in the playoffs, man. You need solid goaltending. And I want to state this right off the hop. Everybody is set at zero. It's a fresh start. Anything can happen. The dance, the music, the dance is starting to play. We got everybody's got a dance partner. You know, it's time to you know, <laughs> as uh, one of my favorite movie quotes of all time, Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. It's time to nut up or shut up. And I think there's a few teams that are going to surprise everybody. I uh, I tuned into Oilers a special edition of Oilers Live there tonight. Uh, both, uh, like I said, the head honcho there, Mr. Michael Heber, and uh, uh, his co-host, um, Dash in the Park, a.k.a. Um, Mike Dashney. He, they, they both talked about um, 
who's going to be the surprises. And they both actually picked Winnipeg. Um, let me hear. I got to consult my notes here because I did have. Oh, pardon me. Dash said uh, Vegas. It was Mr. Michael Hebert that said Winnipeg in seven in their in their predictions, and I uh, I kind of laughed because uh, <laughs> as most other fans out there, the there was a toss up between three teams that we could play. We could play either Winnipeg, Seattle, or the the big shocker was a rematch of last year's first round. Uh, first rounder of, uh, opponent of Los Angeles, basically, um, there's a lot of chatter about Winnipeg and how difficult of an out it would be in the first round. Um, whether in local media, like I said, TSN, um, Winnipeg was one of the biggest disappointments of the regular season for me. Because they played damn well. Like the first half of the season, they were lights out. They were first in the Central. I thought they were going to run away with it. And then they sputtered and then they practically died. They they literally scrambled into the playoffs. It was right down to game 81. They scratched their way in past Nashville. And it was, uh, it, it was a three-horse race there between Winnipeg and uh, Nashville and Calgary. You want to talk about disappointments? I will talk about Calgary in another episode because, boy, oh boy, that's uh, that's that's probably one of the biggest disappointments I think for a lot of people. Everybody had Calgary etched in as a as a postseason postseason team, and it didn't happen for them. Now, as far as like a, I keep rambling on here, um, the, the the goalie tandems here, like just. You go down the list. I mentioned Mark Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson. There isn't really a lot of, you know, rock solid tandems, especially in the West, besides them two. And it's going to be interesting how everything gets played out. You take a look at the East, and I mentioned about Allmark. Both him and Jeremy Swayman were a pretty damn good tandem. Like they they were actually bulletproof when when called upon. You know, both goalies, they had their moments of, you know, they they slipped, but they didn't fall. And you take a look past those two teams with their tandems. I don't think there's going to be very many clubs after those two that are going to, you know, do the, the back and forth. They're probably going to pick with a goalie and stick with it. And as far as I... I know the Oilers the best. I think, you know, the, the far away winner here is, is Stuart Skinner. Jack Campbell is, um, he's gaining his confidence back. He had a good couple outings there right before uh, Stuart Skinner there went on a run. And, and pardon me, both of them actually, both of them found their game really, really well. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers were the best team, uh, I think, since since uh, January 9th after they lost to LA, ironically. They went on an, an impeccable run there. I think their points percentage was the best in the league at 776. Um, even better in Boston, believe it or not, which I, I just, I'm still shaking my head over that one. It's it's pretty incredible what they're doing. And it was all to the thanks of Stuart Skinner. Um, all-star Stuart Skinner, I might add you, and potential ca- color candidate. I would say he, or color finalist, pardon me, I think he will. I, I think it'll be him and Matty Beneers for the Calder. 
in the in the finalist area there he might win it you never know but a lot of chatter about paneers when when the calder this year and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see who wins that but anyways i digress you talk about them they're matching up against at los angeles of corpusala and copley phoenix copley had a hell of a year like he came in basically and I would say save Los Angeles season, but the, he's been quite leaky at times. And I think that's pretty much, how can I say this? Los Angeles's duo there of Corpusalo. Corpusalo came in at the trade deadline. I thought he played well, you know, you know, being on a new team and whatnot. But uh, as a whole, I don't think Los Angeles is as sturdy and as capable as the likes of Edmonton to to knock him off. I do, however, think it will go to it will be a, a tough battle for Edmonton, no doubt. Other uh, the last two meetups there, they 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 had strong, both had strong games defensively, so it's going to be interesting to see um, how that, how that matchup shakes out. I, I had Edmonton at five, they're going to win it in five games, but, um, you take a look at others. Like you take a look at our teams like Winnipeg, they've got Hellebuck and Redditch. I, I wouldn't trust, uh, big save Dave. If my life depended on it, I, I would stick with, uh, Connor Hellebuck. He, he is another Vezina finalist. He, He's a damn good goalie. I'm just going to leave it at that. And same thing with Jake Ottinger. You know, there's Jake Ottinger and, and Scott Wedgwood there in Dallas. I uh, I really think that Jake Ottinger is the, the best goalie in the West. I uh, Or one of the best goalies in the West, I should say. You know, next to the, the tandem of Fleury and, and Gustafson. I, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, how... Those two fair, you know, against each other. It could be some battles of the ages there. It's going to be close. I, I think it's going to be close anyways, but it'll be interesting how that one plays out. I have Dallas and seven in that one between Dallas and Minnesota. As far as, uh, let's see here, Colorado and Seattle. Seattle, I, I think they're, they're, they're basically playing with house money. You know, they've got nothing, nothing to lose. Um, <laughs> It's going to be interesting how Colorado, you know, fares. I, I think they're going to do well. I had Colorado here in six, I do believe. Just hang on a sec here. Uh, yeah, Colorado in six. I, I think Seattle is going to be a little stingy. You know, Philip Grubauer, you know, revenge tour. You know, he could play He could play lights out. But Colorado's uh, offense, man, of like Miko Rotten and um, Nathan McKinnon. You know, the likes of those two, um, they, they've got a solid offense. The, it's almost like a blitzkrieg at times there, too, with their speed. I, I think Seattle, you know, they, they can be they can be damn good. They're very streaky. I, I think, you know, like especially in-game, they can uh, they can come at you in waves there as well. But I think they'll, they'll sputter out here towards the end. And like I said, Colorado in six for them. And then you go off to... Um, oh, pardon me. I forgot about Vegas there too, <laughs> before I hop off to the East here, but, uh, Vegas Golden Knights and Winnipeg. And like I said there before, 
Um, a lot of people are, are, you know, they're wondering what the outcome is going to be. I took Vegas in six just because, of, like, once again, they had excellent offense. The The biggest uh, the biggest weakness on Vegas is no doubt that you're good. They're goaltending. They're, uh, they're resting their laurels on the, the backs of Laurent Bossois, who I think has played well, um, since coming back from injury, he had double hit surgery their last, last off season. And then he had a couple nagging injuries here was placed on IR, uh, came back towards the end of the season there, took the reins from Jonathan quick. Uh, if you don't know, Jonathan Quick got traded there at the trade deadline in a little, uh, I was actually kind of hoping for a Vegas LA first round matchup, which didn't happen, but, um, I would like to see, oh, I would love to see, you know, Jonathan Quick play against his old team and, and stick it to him. But unfortunately that's not going to happen, but, um, Jonathan Quick has been okay. I can see why he got traded from LA. Um, the, Los Angeles needed shoring up in their goaltending, which they got, like I said, with Jonas Carposalo from uh, from Columbus. But yeah, no, as far as uh, Vegas goes, allegedly Mark Stone's in the work is in the works to come back in their lineup. That will round out their offense up front. So yeah, you know, as far as uh, as far as Vegas goes, uh, unless if Winnipeg, you know, finds a, an extra gear to really take it to them. Uh, I've heard people talk about Winnipeg winning, you know, pulling one out, which would, which wouldn't shock me actually, but it, uh, that'll be an interesting one to watch there too. And, uh, now I'm going to go off to the East. I want to start out here with, uh, excuse me, with New York Islanders and Carolina. You want to talk about tandems. Oh. Sorry, everybody. My nose is running. Um, I picked uh, New York Islanders in seven. <laughs> Their tandem there of uh, Ilya Sorokin and Sergei uh, uh, Varlamov. Boy, oh boy, you want to talk about an opposing? They could be. They could be real, real stingy. I think. Anyways, I uh, <laughs> Carolina's tandem of uh, Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. Just, I don't know. Carolina lost an important two, actually two important pieces there up front. Evgeny Sveshnikov and um, Max Pacioretty, they're both gone for the rest of the year. Uh, but I, I thought Carolina sputtered there at the, at the finish. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see. Freddie Anderson's never won anything huge in the postseason yet. It just seems like he's awesome during the regular season. He's lights out. Uh, you know, just that's the way his history's been, you know, in, in Anaheim and in Toronto and now in Carolina. It's just he can't. I think if he blows a tire here again, you bring in Peter Kachekov to kind of, you know, boy him forward because I know Antti Rant has been on a, on a real good streak there too. But both of them have had, you know, hampering injuries there in the past. And if they break down again, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. 
like I said, Ilya Sorokin can steal games. He, he like goaltending is everything in the playoffs, man. And, and Sorokin's one of the best in the league. I think he's in my top five there for Vesna this year. He just literally stood on his head. I know <laughs> the Islanders' uh, offense has has literally sputtered at times. It's literally dead. You know, it need, needed to be resuscitated there a few times. Losing Barzell didn't really help him either, but. They, they managed to pull off a, a wild card spot there in the end. Uh, uh, next up, I'm going to talk about uh, Toronto and Tampa Bay. <laughs> this one makes me chuckle, man. It really it really cracks me up. I, I, I Once again, you know, Toronto Sports Network is in Toronto itself. There's pumping the tires of the Leafs. Uh, you know what? I'll believe it when I see it when they actually win a round of hockey or playoff hockey. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk smack. I'm just gonna tell it like it is. But Matt Murray, I wouldn't I would be very how can I put it? Yeah, I just Ilya Samsonov, he's had a hell of a year. I'll give him that. But like I said, the playoffs that that's when the dance that's when the the music's really starting to blur and they've they're on notice actually the entire team is on notice because Kyle Dubas is he's transformed that lineup and he, he's done all he's could there to help the guys out on the team now it's up to the players you know and Ilya Samsonov he, he's re- resurrected his career on on the laurels of this the regular season as far as I'm concerned, he, he's played awesome hockey. I've watched him closely. Uh, you know, a former first-round pick for the Washington Capitals. He's, uh, you know, he's had a couple, st- you know, stumbles along the way. I'm not going to lie. But overall, he's outperformed Matt Murray by a country mile. And Matt Murray's once a, just another one of those guys that gets injured a ton. You know, and like I said, Dubas took took a wild gamble and bringing two brand new goalies to start out the year. Uh, it's kind of like Jack Campbell there in uh, in Edmonton. You know, you you don't know what you got until you until you actually play them. And um, Matt Murray there at times has stumbled quite heavily, to say the least. And Ilya Sorokin, or sorry, uh, Ilya Samsonov is really he he's really you know. Propped him up there times there too, and kept him in games, no doubt. But against Tampa Bay, <laughs> you know, you take a look at Vasilevsky. He's he's still the best in the world, man. As far in my honest opinion, he's still the best. I think it's gonna be a redo. I think it's gonna be a carbon copy of last year. I think I'm, I'm taking Tampa in seven because I just don't trust the Leafs and just that that group has not won yet. Until that group, like I said, until that group wins a round, I will not believe in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Excuse me, it just uh, it's just not in the cards, as far as I'm concerned. Just it's too volatile of a lineup, and they, you've changed half the roster, <laughs> especially at the trade deadline. You know, you're a good third of it there, anyways. It'll be interesting to see. You know, prove me wrong. That's why I say the Toronto Maple Leafs. Prove me wrong. Up next, uh, Boff, or like I said there before, Boston, Florida. Boston's got a hell of a hell of a tandem in, in Lena Solmark and Jeremy Swayman. Um, I've 
this is the only sweep in my my predictions for first rounders. I took Boston four. I just don't trust Florida's tandem with. I know they're riding the hot hand with Alex Lyon. In uh, <laughs> he basically saved their season there too. You want to talk about one one man performances? You know he he basically stood on his head there for I would say the last three, four weeks of the season held him in there, gave him a fighting chance and the, the team responded in front of him. So yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I just, I think Boston's way too strong. They're too deep. Uh, they, they know how to be a team now. It's just no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And finally, the last one out of the first round, New Jersey Devils and New York Rangers. Uh, New Jersey, I think, surprised pretty much everybody from that 12 or 13, I think it was a 12-game winning streak there at the starting of the season. 12 or 13, I can't remember off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, and then they just, they, they played, played it safe the rest of the way. You know, Vitek Vanacek, you know, he played strong. He, he made the stops when they needed it. Um, the same thing with Akira Schmid. They called him up from, from Utica. Uh, as a number three in their system, they're like he's done actually quite well. According to Kevin Woodley, there too, his uh, expected goals just uh, just in the stratosphere. So I don't know if they trust Mackenzie Blackwood to stay, you know, stay stay grounded because uh, it's basically Jekyll and Hyde with Mackenzie Blackwood as their number one. So who knows they. They might keep. Uh, they might bring up Kira Schmid there if uh, if needed be, but uh, Vitek Vanacek, I wouldn't be surprised if they start him in game one, just because he's been the guy for for the Devils the entire year. Um, as far as the Rangers go, Elias, um, um, Igor Shosturkin. <laughs> I'm bloody terrible with names. I apologize, folks. Uh, Shosturkin. He can win games for you, man. Just like any other great, you know, gifted goal goalie. They you know the Russians. They <laughs> they've got a lot of good goaltenders there, and and Shesterkin there. Not the greatest of seasons since last year. You know, he won the Vesna last year, um, and uh, this year it's been kind of a top topsy turvy uh, type type of year. You know, uh, but he has he has performed well when a called upon. Yeah, the entire team there, that, that Ranger team could be deadly there too. You know, bringing in the likes of Patrick Kane and uh, uh, Tarasenko there as well from from, from the Blues. Uh, very, uh, yeah, pretty potent lineup. Lots of lots of offense, that's for damn sure. You know, we got Kreider, you got Zabanajet. Um, Lafreniere could show up when he wants to there too. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. That 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 series will be damn close, I think, a lot closer than what people will think. But I took the Rangers in six. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. You know, like I said, with the with the tandems there, like uh, man, once you get past all Mark Swayman, it's it's just Sturkin Halak is pretty damn good. Uh, Sorokin and and Varlamov are. They're ironclad. They have been all year, pretty much. You know, 
after that, it's just, do you trust the likes of Sergei Bobrovsky if Alex Lyon, Lyon falls? Because he had played, he has played decent there towards the end of the season as well. You just, you got to wonder. You got to wonder, man. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. I do, uh, the next episode, I'm going to talk about the teams that didn't make it with what they have in, uh, as far as goaltending depth and whatnot. But I wanted to keep this a half an hour here tonight, uh, recording this here on Sunday, April 16th, the night before the, the playoffs kick off. I wanted to get this puppy in here and raring to go. So, like I said, the next episode here in episode 10, I th- I'm going to talk about uh, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes uh, as well. Uh, I listened to um, Soups on Hockey here today. He talked ad nauseum about Connor Bedard, and, and that's a damn good hockey podcast. Soups on Hockey, go check that out on uh, on Spotify or in, on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Tyler Tyler Campbell, man, he's an awesome awesome hockey mind. Uh I listen to him whenever he puts new new uh, new material out. Heck, uh, heck of a smart hockey guy, no doubt. I uh, would like to give a shout out to World Hockey Report. Go check out heavyhockey.com. Bruce McCurdy there uh, from the Cult of Hockey there at Empton Journal. He uh, he's been writing for us or uh, guest uh, guest writer here and there. He wrote a two-part article on the uh, Oilers dynasty teams, and then I think I do believe um, Michael said that uh, he just dropped the second part of the article here today. So go check out Bruce's work. He's when it comes to the Oilers, man. I'd he's probably one of the best for the historian side, of, even right from the WHA days to, to present. Bruce is hard to beat, man. A hell of a hell of a hockey mind there too. Talk about anything there, um, especially with the Oilers. Especially with the Oilers. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, that that checks our, our workout. Like I said, heavyhockey.com. We've got a lot of new material coming up on the site. And uh, like I said, uh, I hope to have more and more material coming up here in the near future with the playoffs kicking off here tomorrow. Um, yeah, thanks for checking this out, man. And, uh, I hope you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy the playoffs, man. Enjoy, enjoy the chaos. Cause it's, uh, this is it, man. This is this, the dance is starting and, uh, all the, all the dance partners have been, uh, have been, uh, assigned. It's going to be awesome to see playoff hockey once again. I'm Kirk Morris. This has been Ballad on Podcast, Episode 9. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one.